In this book called Four Steps to Epiphany, there's a very good line that for every assumption you need a validation. Y Combinator is an absolute beast in terms of the product market fit and the uh, the YC partners, which helps you to develop and grow the business, is absolutely phenomenal. And since 2015 to 2018 uh, or 19, uh, we have, I think, got maybe more than 400 nodes just on the email uh, pitch decks which we have sent to the investors. So when, when you pitched this to your parents then, who were in the business already, what, what were their thoughts then? <laughs> My dad absolutely uh, like uh, kind of laughed at me that to be like, uh, who needs to rent furniture that people can't afford furniture or what? Hello everyone, Neil Patel here. Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Indian Startup Show. Today, I speak to Nirav Jain. He is the co-founder of City Furnish. City Furnish is a rental subscription service for furniture and appliances. So in this exciting episode, he talks about how we got this off the ground by talking to 200 people, going through Wine Combinator last year, talks about raising $5 million and talks customer retention strategies and why they want more competition, not less. So please know the show. Thank you. Nirav Jain, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. How did you come up with the idea? So during my undergraduate college days, when I was studying in uh, Delhi, we were living in an apartment as uh, 65% apartments in India in, in rentals are unfurnished. So we also ended up in an unfurnished apartment. And uh, we've been three friends to buy the furniture, get the furniture to the apartment being furnished. At that time, just because I came from a furniture family, that was still okay because at least I know where to get furniture from. But the cost component was very high and uh, because we already knew that we are going to stay for a temporary period it just seemed uh, unreasonable that you still have to spend so much even though you are very sure that after three years you are going to leave that apart that time the problem statement became clear to me that uh, there is no alternative to buying expensive furniture for temporary needs period that was a problem which uh, I think a lot of people in my background at that age uh, were experiencing so if uh, new to the city for a job or as a student or as a freelancer uh, you would also say had the same problem that there is no alternative to buying furniture so that was a problem we faced but obviously being very young I did not started working on it from day one I went with my studies uh, came back joined my fa- father's family business uh, did that for around two years uh, then I was working with uh, Pepperfry which is an online furniture retailer for around one year post that I was in Amsterdam luckily when I met the founder of uh, Justy Mark Westlake he runs this program called Startup uh, Bootcamp Amsterdam. That's where he gave us a very good, uh, uh, I would say, a suggestion or a tip. In this book called Four Steps to Epiphany, there's a very good line that for every assumption, you need a validation. By that time, the idea about City Furnish was very uh, clear that I wanted to kind of solve this. But uh, the only holdback which I was facing was that, was this problem something which the, the target market in India needed? Or is it something just I want to solve it because uh, it's, it's just in my head? Uh, so I did not have a market validation because uh, uh, if you go back to five years from now in 2015, still 99% of the people in India knew only about uh, furniture buying. They were not uh, aware or they had any clue about furniture rental as an option. So that's what we did. We came back to India in September 2015, did 200 plus interviews, uh, physically went to the people and we asked them two major questions that, hey, if you have an unfurnished rental house, how will you furnish that? 
And as we already knew, more than 95% people said that either they will buy new furniture or they will buy old furniture. The second question we asked them was that if we are able to provide you a two-bedroom solution of furniture, furnishings, and appliances in approximately $60 a month, does that excite you? We got an astounding 89% yes, and we got our first 20 subscribers uh, from that interview itself. So that was like a really, uh, uh, I would say, a kind of a product market test for us mm. to get us uh, like the key lessons about this market. And uh, the major two insights we got while doing those surveys is first that uh, globally there is no furniture rental unicorn available. The major reason for that, uh, historically, the furniture buying experience has always been far more superior than the furniture rental experience. Mm -hmm. So that's why the furniture rental market hasn't been developed or been uh, uh, been able to grow at a good scale. And the second question or like the second understanding we got is that people in India viewed renting uh, with a sense of compromise. That if you will be renting furniture, you might be compromising on the product or the service or the price or maybe all three together. So that was the major reason we had to kind of solve the problem for. Uh, for our listeners, who want to develop their own MVP. How do you speak to potential users? Definitely. So I think like one thing you have to be do is that you have to lower down your shameless gut, that you have to like lower out your anxiety about reaching out to people. So in our case, uh, we went to the uh, the metro stations and the office hubs because uh, that's what the logical uh, thinking was, that we want to reach out to people who are, like, let's say, working or are traveling between cities and then we met, we'll just approach to them. So we just used to ask them that, hey, we just have to ask you three questions. So if you have just two minutes and if you can help us, that would be great. Uh, some would say yes, some would say no, but uh, um, I think most of the people would do uh, would uh, help you out. I mean, do you enjoy that? It was amazing because we got to learn a lot of things which we uh, earlier uh, did not even consider that. Uh, earlier before starting City Furnish, we had a notion, preconceived notion that only bachelors and uh, uh, students would require furniture on rent. But once we started doing interviews, we saw that even uh, like married couples and women and even the uh, people who are a little settled in their job, even uh, looking to have an alternative to buying furniture. So that was like a very interesting uh, like information for us. Yeah, awesome stuff. So from the 200 interviews, you said that you actually got subscriptions based on just talking to customers then? Yeah, so uh, while we uh, so we were already live with the City Furnish MVP website. Yeah. Uh, so when we started doing those uh, uh, interviews, uh, people asked them that, hey, uh, is, there, like, uh, is there a website where I can check out? Then we would uh, refer them that website and we got the first 20 orders uh, via that. At that time, we were not doing any paid marketing or any SE or anything to promote the website. But what, what was that like then, getting paid customers? So that was very, very interesting. Because earlier than that, it was everything as a, I would say, a kind of a, a notion that, okay, like there's a demand for it, but you... Until this, you actually get a paying subscriber. You uh, like it's it's just a it's just a like a it's a beta. It's a like it's not something which has found users who are actually going to pay you for that. So that was like a very big uh, proof of concept for us mm-hmm. that uh, this is a problem which we are solving for the masses. And uh, once we did that interviews and we found uh, an astounding eighty nine percent people saying that yes, uh, we are interested in the service. And out of those eighty nine percent, twenty actually paid and used our services was uh, like a very good proof of concept. 
for us. No, it's good because obviously some 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 customers may just lie and say, yeah, we like what you're doing, but people actually gave you money as well to subscribe. So that's really good. Absolutely. And uh, we even talked to the users who said yes, but who did not end up actually being a subscriber. And the learning we got from that, that they viewed the renting with a sense of compromise from those interviews only. Mm. Uh, so that was also like a very interesting element for us because that's the biggest advantage or differentiator City Furnish has in this market right now mm. because we operate on a full stack model and we might not have done a full stack model mm. if we would have not spoken to those people and have uh, understood the insights or the, I would say the comprehensions they have about uh, this industry. True, true, true. So, so you mentioned the website. What, what did the first prototype look like then for City Furnish? Was, was it like a basic <laughs> Was it like a basic website then with like one or two products? Yeah, so it was a very basic website with just like a single bed, a single couch <laughs> and a single okay. dining table and everything rented up. So like no variety and everything. And even the how it works page was not well defined because again you need to understand that even we were figuring out that how this is going to work <laughs> so it was a really basic website so we just uh, took a template of a furniture buying website uh, made some changes according to uh, what we thought what the uh, should be a, for, for a furniture rental website and we started with that. So, so it, like, yes, so in this prototype then, how many products did you rent out? You know, were, they, were the products based on the research that you did before? Uh, no, so we just started with six products, six uh, products. because we thought like uh, these are the basic six products which are uh, required in every apartment, like a bed, a couch, a dining table, side table, uh, a chair and a sturdy table set. So those basic items we started with. So for, for listeners who want to build a prototype or MVP, what, what advice would you give them? So the biggest advice I got and that helped us is that for every assumption of your business, you need to have a validation. And for that, you need to go out and talk to users uh, to understand that uh, what you're trying to build is actually a problem for them or you're just trying to build something for yourself, but it's not a problem for the users. So, uh, and it's very important to actually go out of your office or your home and talk to the users about the thing you are trying to solve for them and uh, take their feedback and accordingly develop the program. So it's very important to be communicative and share share the product and the idea about it rather than being very secretive and uh, I would say not sharing the idea and problem. So it seems this is like, you know, the sharing economy uh, instead of buying furniture, rent furniture. What has changed then, you think? in terms of the culture of, sh- of sharing? Uh, so two macro changes. Yeah, so for example, for India specifically, I would say that two macro changes has happened in the recent uh, 15 to 20 years in India. Uh, the first fundamental uh, change has happened is in the, uh, I would say the income or the consumption pattern. Uh, so example, my when my dad was my age, approximately 25, 26 years old, he used to save around 70, 70 to 80% of his income and the only 20, 30% would go into his consumption lifestyle expenditure. That would be like house renters and uh, travel and all of that. Uh, Cut short to 2020, for an average 25 to 31 year old Indian, uh, if he's earning, uh, let's say, $100 a month, consumption lifestyle expenditure is 70 to 80% of his income now. And he is only able to save 20 to 30% uh, of his salary. Uh, So that is one very macro trend that the average savings per capita is uh, reducing. So, and that's when you you look at uh, uh, capital expenditure heavy items like furniture or let's say even, let's say a house, a car, or inexpensive, let's say a laptop or anything, those things either are, they now require, I would say, a creative solution. So you will find a lot of uh, cars now being available on an EMI or a loan. Same things for even travel is now available on a loan. And same thing was required for furniture as well because it's a highly depreciating asset. It depreciates very quickly. But at the same time, it's very capex savvy. Uh, you And you are stuck with the furniture. Uh, 
so we have a tagline in City Furniture that when you own the furniture, your furniture starts owning you. So all the problems associated with buying furniture, like maintenance, repairs, relocation, or even the cost comes to you. So it's actually the other way around. So when you own the furniture, the furniture is actually owning you. So that's one macro trend. And the second macro trend is the inter and intra-city migration of an average 24 to 33-year-old Indian has increased uh, tremendously. So earlier, an average Indian would relocate every four to five years. Now the same Indian, because of multiple job opportunities, is relocating averagely on 2.5 to uh, three years. Mm-hmm. So that has uh, made, uh, I would say, the uh, majority of the Indian population uh, more mobile. Uh, and because of it, uh, you see a lot of population shift happening between cities. So those two macro trends has led to the, uh, I would say, the advent of the subscription economy. Oh, interesting stuff. And obviously, you know, furniture rental, you know, has been around the world for a long time. It's not new. Uh, you know, what is the history of furniture rental market in India then? Furniture rental, even in India, has been uh, around for last 20 to 30 years. Uh, but it was only available or provided to majorly uh, defense people in India. So those who are in the army or in the navy. And they would be, again, having very small old mom and pop stores with very uh, creaky and old furniture with limited uh, or no service. So they, they would have to come and themselves pick up the furniture and they would have to give their own original identity card as a security until they would have rent the furniture. So it seems like uh, like very old school and very uh, traditional concept of working. Yeah, so it was like uh, in an unorganized market, it was uh, present, but at a very small scale. So the beauty of the furniture rental model is that unlike the furniture buying model, we're still in India, 95, 90% of the market is still offline and only 10% or less than 10 is online. In furniture rental, as of today, it's the opposite. More than 95% of the furniture rental market is online and maybe hardly less than 5% is an offline market right now. So last year, 2019 was a big year for you. Uh, you went through the Y Combinator Tech Accelerator, which is probably, you know, num- number one startup accelerator in the world. Yeah, so, uh, so Y Combinator is an absolute beast. Uh, so in terms of the product market fit and the, uh, the YC partners, which helps you to develop and grow the business is absolutely phenomenal. They help and the, I would say the, I would say the mind knowledge uh, available in that, uh, I would say that complete uh, batch together is uh, is like really amazing. And along with the YC partners, I think the, the best, uh, the, the most powerful thing about YC is the YC alumni network. It's really helpful to get intros in terms of sales, in terms of building a product, in terms of hiring, in terms of funding. And uh, I think as a, as a, as a young startup, the biggest problem we face is always is getting a step uh, step in the door, be it for fundraising, be it for hiring, be it for technology or, or developing a product. I think YC makes a lot of that accessible. For fundraising, absolutely, it was uh, like, it helped us a lot. It uh, uh, enabled us to raise a, a seed round of $5 million uh, from uh, some of the marquee angels uh, available in the world, I would say. The founders of YouTube, Gmail, and Olex uh, joined us in this round. So it was absolutely, uh, I would say, uh, with the help of the YC alumni network, we were able to connect with these uh, wonderful investors. And uh, in terms of the standardized document, which YC has again for fundraising, uh, which is called the YC Safe, so that's absolutely easy, which makes it like a it's like a ten minutes thing. So, so they gave you uh, 150k for seven for seven percent. Is that right? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Um, and what what was Mountain View like then? What what's Silicon Valley like then? Uh, so we uh, so I ended up staying uh, actually in the city. So I'm staying in the Mission District, which yeah. is like uh, in the in the heart of the. Uh, SF, uh, SF city. It's absolutely wonderful. Like 
like uh, it's a cosmopolitan melting pot city so you meet a lot of uh, YC founders and uh, even the partners in alumni all of them uh, i think one thing which is like really different from all the other cities in the world is that they're really helpful and really quick in helping you out so if they have to make an intro they will do it right there and then it's not that okay i'll do an intro and then you have to follow up again after two days that <laughs> can you please do the intro uh, they're really quick to like react and uh, complete the action Mm. So and I think that's uh, just a unique uh, proposition for SF. It's mm. something which is unlike in any other city. So the decision making be it for fundraising or for uh, let's say hiring or anything is super quick and super fast. Mm-hmm. So that just makes the complete process uh, like very agile and very quick. So when you are seeing uh, after 3 months that what you have achieved in that period it looks like a lot because mm-hmm. you see that uh, everything was pushing you to get that done and uh, so you have this office hours which happens weekly with the YC partners and your complete batch that is also really helpful because then you are uh, because then you have a, a self uh, matrix for uh, mapping your performance so every week you say that okay you are going to achieve this and you go back and then you work uh, work on those metrics and the next week you have to present that or what you have achieved so it sends a, i would say it's it builds up a very good momentum uh, throughout the company and everyone is uh, like head down and to work mm. so that was absolutely wonderful because everyone was so motivated and everyone was so charged and we were able to achieve our weekly targets so that was really wonderful to see that did, did you meet paul graham yeah absolutely he came us uh, for an uh, uh, like in a uh, for a dinner session at a weekly dinner session and it was absolutely an honor to meet him what was he like did did he give you any advice so uh, so there's an absolute uh, aura about him uh, <laughs> in, in the company twice uh, the way he's spoken about and the people who have uh, he has worked with uh, so we didn't get to like uh, kind of discuss city furniture detail there but yeah definitely he was again he was very fascinated about this uh, idea about uh, an alternative to furniture buying coming in the market and uh, he was really bullish on the indian market mm-hmm. so those two things uh, were our major topics so he was really interested to understand more about the indian ecosystem mm-hmm. that how indian startups are now coming up how they're scaling up and yeah so we were talking a little bit more about the indian market and city furniture uh, itself how did the product change then during your time why combinator so i think uh, the yc partners uh, uh, so they gave us like i would say a lot of suggestions but if i have to uh, like bring out one which is like uh, seems very basic but helped us a lot is that at the start of city furniture product we used to ask for a start date and an end date for the subscription term so you will uh, give uh, your start date as a uh, let's say 1st of january 2020 and an end date as uh, let's say uh, 1st january 2021 and the yc partner delton actually helped us that he said that you should do it uh, like next Netflix. You should just have a like a start date that when do you want the delivery, but you should not ask for the ending of subscription because then actually you are uh, increasing your churn. And it seemed like a little uh, obvious to us now that uh, because we were actually sending them reminder one week before their actual end date that hey this is your end date do you want to renew that? Actually, what ended up happening was that people actually would just end up their contract then. and uh, then once we pivoted to this model that uh, we just stopped asking for uh, renewals. The renewal was. automatic and ongoing like it is for your netflix subscription it actually helped us increase our retention rate it increased by up to 21% month on month so that was like a very i would say kind of a small thing to look at it but it helped us uh, tremendously well in terms of business metrics so talk talk about scaling then because uh, obviously you know you're delivering furniture to people's homes every day it's very important uh, logistically Absolutely. especially in india it could be quite difficult yeah so we have done around 15000 plus subscriptions uh, as of today across uh, five major cities in india mm-hmm. uh, delhi bangalore 
Mumbai, Pune, and Hyderabad. Operationally, it is a very uh, mammoth task to manage the uh, the complete fulfillment cycle and the fulfillment centers itself because our work does not stop once we deliver the asset because we have to pick up the asset again and then have a complete refurbishment cycle and again redeploy the asset. So it's kind of a product life cycle, which is an iterative cycle and that keeps on going. It does not end uh, once you deliver the product. The benefit is that uh, we uh, we come from that furniture family background. So we have seen the complete operations and the fulfillment cycle very closely. So uh, I think that is one of our strengths. And uh, as on today as well, more than 95% of our deliveries happen within the scheduled 72-hour window. So within the three days, we are able to complete our 95% or more of our deliveries. I think we are on track to do that. But I think we are now trying to uh, take the game to the next level because our target is that by the end of this year, we want to move from three-day delivery to a two-day delivery window. Mm -hmm. So, and if we are able to do that, I think that's going to be a game changer. Mm. Do you have like a playbook in launching in a new city, Hyderabad, for example? Would you know, okay, this is what we need to do? Absolutely. So, and uh, we are just, uh, we are already doing a small beta run uh, for Hyderabad. This is very funny for you to mention that. (laughs) So, we've already started doing like a small uh, beta testing for Hyderabad and uh, absolutely we do that. So, we have uh, playbooks for like starting from where to take our fulfillment center to where the complete fulfillment team is going to be trained and being uh, will be coming from then uh, even sending our migration and handholding team uh, during the first two months of operation even uh, the city launch uh, marketing and promotion which needs to be taken care of uh, in in uh, relation to the launch of the city so uh, now we have a setup of a city playbook or a city launch book which we are able to follow uh, for launching a new city excellent what what can go wrong then you know what what keeps you up at night uh, so for us absolutely is, is uh, like one thing which everyone is now focused on is the still the awareness. So the interviews which we started uh, when we started City Furnish, we still do that every quarter. So every quarter, all the department heads, including the founders, talk to users on the ground, not via phones or not via video call. But we go out on the streets and we talk to users and we still ask them the same questions. And uh, what we have still seen is that the awareness about furniture rental uh, as a category as a whole is still very limited. Mm. So now still, I would say, let's say 20% of the market uh, knows that furniture rental as an option is available uh, on the on the in the uh, let's say on the table, but still 80% of the consumers are still not aware about furniture rental as an alternative to furniture buying. Mm. So for us, that's the biggest challenge and an opportunity to create that for awareness about city furnish as an alternative to furniture buying, and that's what we are trying to solve in this coming year now. Mm-hmm. Are you concerned that people will copy this idea? Because obviously, you know, there's there's a, f- a fair few furniture rental companies now in India. People has actually done that, and uh, some as uh, some are already in the market. Some have mm. started and now shut down. But it's a it's a very operational and asset-heavy business. And it, uh, at the end of the day, it comes out to execution. And we are not really concerned about uh, more competition coming into the market because uh, going back to the same uh, like problem as I was speaking about, that still uh, the awareness is a major problem. I would frankly say that if, uh, if some more competitors come into this market, they will actually help us to create the complete category and grow this complete category. So that not might be a very bad idea actually to have more competition in this space. But I think like for us, like for City Furnish, the competitive we think about is uh, 
the mentality of an IKEA furniture that hey I will just buy cheap furniture for my temporary stay. Uh, that is the major competitor for us. That that mindset and uh, that's what we are trying to like provide a solution or an alternative for. So when when you pitch this to your parents then who were in the business already, what what were their thoughts then? <laughs> My dad absolutely uh, like uh, kind of laughed at me that okay like uh, who needs to rent furniture that people can't afford furniture or what? Again, I think like in maybe in tier three or tier four cities in India, this concept of moving around between jobs or cities is still not very relevant because uh, people stick to one city to their own family businesses or to your one uh, particular job, so they don't uh, uh, move or like are not very mobile between cities. But if you speak about the tier one and tier two cities, it's completely a different ballgame. People, if you give the any tech guy from Bangalore a better job opportunity, he will change that job easily. Like uh, there's not a and that's a that's a difficulty, but uh, but that's the mobility of this uh, generation right now. It 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 it, uh, it took him uh, some time to understand that there's a there's a very big demand for it. He thought that it's going to be a very niche play that only maybe a very few people would actually require that. Now once he has seen the adoption, I think he is also on board. Yeah, you've had a great entrepreneurial journey from you know small small village in India to Mountain View. Anything that's surprised you? on your journey um, so, I, so I think with uh, uh, being a first time entrepreneur I think like uh, everything is a surprise for me because I have not uh, been there done that uh, so as to say uh, like starting uh, like re- really young I was like 22 when I started City Furniture and I'm 26 right now has been like a really wonderful experience one thing I always wanted was that I wanted to build something and I think with City Furnish, like me and Saurabh we have got this opportunity to build something really fundamental and something from scratch and something which has not been done before I think it's really exciting and I think that keeps us going always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned you're a first-time founder. Um, what, what advice would you give to other first-time founders? There's a lot on hiring the right people and building culture from start. Uh, I think that was one uh, uh, like a small-time mistake we did when we started uh, uh, at City Furnish uh, because for lack of experience, uh, we were not able to like kind of uh, give the right kind of importance on building and uh, hiring the right uh, team members because the first I would say the 5-10 team members which join you are going to be the I would say the essential make or break uh, for your startup. So I think that's uh, I think really important. And can you give our listeners some hiring tips then? I think hire for the aptitude or for, for the I would say I would say more for the uh, I would say culture fit rather than for skill. Um, that is one mistake we had made in the past that we hired uh, based on the skills but not on the attitude or the aptitude. So uh, in retrospect, if I would have to change, I would just change that. That we might hire people more for attitude and the cultural fit uh, because skills can be acquired. But attitude and cultural fit is uh, is difficult to alter once you're uh, once you're in one zoo. How do you find? How do you know that someone's got the right attitude then? Um, so I think like even as on date, uh, the the founding team of City Funds, we do all the interviews uh, by ourselves, and so we talk to the people and we see them are they passionate about the things they have been done in their past, be it uh, their higher studies, be it a project or an internship or a, a company they would have founded. Uh, if you understand that, if people have the same uh, cultural fit that they want to create and build things. And they're passionate about it. It's not something they did just because their family wanted it or just if there was a peer pressure to do a higher study or a job. So that kind of serves as a litmus test. I think absolutely once you're talking to the candidate,
candidate or a person or a team member just clicks. <laughs> it's a difficult to translate to words, but I would say that it clicks because then you understand there's a pattern between the kind of people who who you already have in your team. You want that same kind of pattern to continue, uh, and that uh, obs- uh, will help you to make a very good culture in the company. Interesting stuff. You know, when you were going back to the pitching and the raising finance, did did you get a few no's? You know, the first few pitches and what 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 was that like? What kept you going? Uh, so we started raising funds from the Indian market in since 2015, since we launched. Mm. And since 2015 to 2000, uh, I would say 18 or 19, uh, we have, I think, got maybe more than 400 no's just on the emails, uh, pitch decks, which we have sent to the investors, ranging from angel investors to seed investors to even institutional investors. There were two times uh, in the life cycle of City Finance where we even got a term sheet, but that term sheet then got uh, like uh, refused or rejected due to some reasons. Why do you think those 400 people said no then? So uh, the, the biggest reason was uh, uh, they always looked uh, uh, towards the developed economy like the US or a Europe mm. uh, to see that if something like this has been done there and they couldn't find any company who's been uh, who's done that. And so they would say that, okay, like we don't know that this this is the future. So example for Uber, like for Ola, there was an Uber in the uh, in the US market. So it's very easy to then draw the lines that, okay, like you can see how you, uh, Uber has grown in, uh, in the world. That's what we're trying to do with Ola in India. So uh, yeah, for City Furniture, it was difficult because there was no parallels which we could draw with uh, a similar company in US or in Europe, which were trying to do the same thing uh, at that time. Funnily enough, if you see the, the furniture rental players who are now in, uh, in in SF, all of them have started in 2017 to 18. So maybe one or two years uh, after us. So it's actually the other way around, and at least in one category, where I think the Indian company started before, and then the SF market or the American market followed us. Nice. They're, they're copying you. Yeah. Good stuff. That's uh, true. Yeah, last few questions then. I mean, how fast are you growing? You know, Obviously, some people will say... You know, you're going too fast. Obviously, the quality of the product might suffer. What, what do you think about that? So, with City Furniture, I think uh, we've been very clear about uh, growing sustainably, and I think we are the only company, at least in the furniture rental sector in India, who have been profitable since inception. And for uh, for us, absolutely, it was required for our survival uh, because, as I said, uh, we did not have uh, uh, investors at that time to fund our uh, fund our growth. So we had to have profits to actually grow the business, and that was the only way we knew we could uh, grow. I think we. And we are on that same lines even after raising our fund. And uh, it's a, and it was one thing which we uh, wanted in our investors as well, that uh, they should have that same mentality, that uh, growing sustainably rather than growing at any cost. And I think we were absolutely, like uh, I would say, lucky to have the right set of investors who appreciated that uh, fundamentals, mm. that the business needs to have uh, positive unit economics and needs to have positive cash flows. It could definitely be uh, for a short quarter or a short six months, you could have a burn or a, like a, a marketing spend going above that, but in in uh, at a business or a unit economic level, we have always made money. I think for us, uh, even at the growth, uh, I think we are uh, very uh, fundamentally uh, clear that we have to get the unit economics right. So even though we are growing right now at 20 to 30 percent month on month, we are able to get the uh, the unit economics right, get that uh, uh, continuously uh, going forward as well. well. That's good. That excellent. Yeah, you mentioned your co-founder. Uh, you know, who's helped you on your journey, and you know, how, how did you guys meet? Uh, so Saurabh is the co-founder. Uh, so he comes from an IIT rookie background. Mm-hmm. So he's been the senior. He has uh, like a little bit more experience uh, in both the job market because he has worked with uh, Vodafone and MDOX uh, seven to ten years before we started with Cityfront. We ended up with Cityfront before we were doing actually one more startup in the same firm 
financial domain space. And once that did not work out, we actually uh, shifted to City Furniture. Why, why didn't that work out? Uh, so actually at that time, we were doing a custom furniture uh, shipping. Uh, whatever the furniture would be required, we would just customize it for you and we will ship it to you. But we were relying on uh, companies like DHL, FedEx, and etc. to deliver the furniture. And the complete logistical side uh, of the furniture was broken. So we were getting 38 to 40% returns due to breakages, chips, or uh, other logistical issues. And then it became a nightmare. The more orders we were getting, the more cash we were burning. It just uh, seemed like a difficulty because uh, we, at that time, it was completely a marketplace model. And until as we would have uh, changed the model and build a, a like full stack model, which we have now with City Furnish, we would not have been able to solve that. And at that time, I think we were not able to do that. So then we ended up uh, shutting, down, uh, shutting that business down. Yeah, in, in terms of the future then, how big do you want to go with this? I mean, do you want to sort of grow internationally? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, where we see City Furnish is that uh, we have our targets to grow to uh, like uh, 500k subscribers in India by 2020 end. So trying to uh, get that done. Once we're able to do that, we want to expand internationally. The least is the market we want to first tap into because it shares a lot of uh, similarities with the Indian uh, subcontinent. So uh, I think we'll have a very good uh, experience in that. And uh, there's another, luckily we have one investor who is operating out of the Middle East uh, market. So I think we'll be able to tap into their expertise and knowledge as well uh, when we, if and when we start in the Middle East. So what is your management style like? It must most have changed since it, since, uh, since you started. Yeah, absolutely. So I was a very bad manager at the beginning to micromanage uh, like uh, because I, that was the only uh, way I knew at that time. But the way we uh, developed and then we, uh, like I would say, hired smarter people than us actually, uh, it made us easier for me uh, personally to uh, delegate the roles and the responsibility. A flat hierarchy or a structure we have in City Furnish. So, so the people who have been assigned as roles and responsibility. So we kind of uh, spend a lot of time in first uh, assigning those roles and responsibilities. So it's not ambiguous. It's very clear and everyone knows what they are supposed to do and how they're supposed to do it. But after doing that, give them, I would say, adequate amount of freedom and resources to actually execute that. And uh, we have weekly meetings with all our heads to actually review the progress. And uh, whenever they face a problem, they are open to come to us and then uh, talk to and speak to us. It sounds like a lot of energy. I mean, you know, how, how much energy do you put into this then? Is it like 24, 7, 365 days a week? Yeah, so uh, so we work, uh, like I absolutely work like six days a week and Sunday is like a half day uh, where, we, where I'm still taking calls and we're still talking to teams in different uh, cities. Like, uh, so I operate out of Delhi, but we have teams in Pune and in uh, uh, Bangalore as well. So we keep speaking to them on uh, like Sunday as well. Yeah, so, uh, so it doesn't actually feel like uh, working right now. So it's... Uh, like uh, it's like difficult to give a time bound on that that I'm working seven days a week because it doesn't feel like that though. Yeah, so obviously it's a first startup. You know, how's it changed your life then? Uh, so it's been uh, like as I said, like uh, since the beginning, the one thing we like I always looked to was that I wanted to build and create something and have some uh, something exciting going on. And uh, City Furnish, uh, since day one till today, we have been able to do that. So every day is uh, is a little exciting and a little new. And uh, I think we are still at uh, day one of uh, the complete furniture rental market. So uh, I think we're still at the foundation level. We are still building up the foundations for the business. So it's very like it's very early to say that we have actually done anything. So it's still the growth and the foundation stage right now where we have to set up the right foundation for the business to actually grow it. Okay, last question for people who want more information on City Furnish. What must they do? So they can definitely come onto our website at, on cityfurnish.com or they can connect to me on LinkedIn and I'm very happy to share my experience or um, like do any help whichever is possible. Miraf, thanks for coming on the show today. Definitely, thank you. Thank you. 
thank you for listening and supporting the podcast and I shall be back next week if you're building something exciting please send me an email hello at neilpatel.co or you can tweet at Indian Startup SH or go to facebook.com forward slash Indian Startup Show love to get thank you and goodbye